tune for Love Talk with the Lovely. Love Talk today about the joys of the journey, living, loving, and the thrill of God's good news. Thank you so much. We are in studio today. This is Evelyn Davidson. It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. And this is Coach Carrie Brinkater. Hello, friends. Thank you for joining us today on Love Talk. It is a, it's a really a pretty time in Texas. Uh, Kathleen, we're getting ready for the big day uh, this weekend, and uh, life is just good. Life is great. Life is great. We are here building bridges of love and leadership. I tell you, Miss Evelyn, it is a beautiful time here in Texas, and uh, you know, as we approach these. Holiday seasons, you know, we've just had Thanksgiving. Uh, what a beautiful time to take a break and pause and catch our breath. Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully you enjoyed that with your friends and family and that you were able to slow down long mm-hmm. enough to enjoy the blessings around us because we all have them. Um, and just taking time to acknowledge those. Mm-hmm. It's so refreshing. It's so refreshing. What it is, and uh, it, it takes cooperation. <laughs> mm-hmm. It takes a plan. And, you know, mm-hmm. that's what we're going to talk about today, I think, is God's plan for filling the need in our heart and in our life with the love of the Lord Jesus. And that's, you know, that's what Thanksgiving is all about, is thanking Him for the blessings and passing those on and and doing those things that help build a nation that uh, stands before God and and really um, serve the people in a way that they can be blessed. Well, absolutely, Miss Evelyn. You know, in our everyday lives, we, we just we just get um, bogged down in the day-to-day sometimes. And what what a refreshing way to just stop and, and just enjoy for just a little while, right? Mm-hmm. And you're right, Miss Evelyn, to pass those blessings along to children, to grandchildren, so that they can see their legacy and what uh, has gone before them. So, you know, Miss Evelyn, as we approach December, can oh boy. you believe it? I cannot believe it. As we approach December, I started thinking, and our good friend Kathy gave me this idea, um, but what is Advent? And, of mm-hmm. course, friends, listeners, whenever I said this to Miss Evelyn, you know, she is a wordsmith, and she said, well, Advent is adventure (laughs) and it really is it's an adventure in the coming yes what's past the first coming of jesus as a baby Mm -hmm. to this earth as fully god and fully man but the second coming and being patient and waiting for that and I, I don't know about you, friends, but I I didn't know much about Advent before I started this journey into preparing this show for today. We So what is the Advent season? What is the meaning of the Advent candle and the Advent wreath? What What is an Advent calendar? And as Christians or as someone listening to this program who doesn't know Jesus, how do we celebrate Advent? What should... What, how should we proceed with that celebration? Let me read our, we have several key verses for today. And in Matthew 2, verses 1 through 12, it tells the beautiful story that will kick off our show today. After Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea during the time of King Herod, Magi, which were the wise men, uh, from the east came to Jerusalem and asked, Where is the one who has been born king of the Jews? We saw his star when it rose and have come to worship him. When King Herod heard this, he was disturbed. Of course, King Herod was disturbed, Miss Evelyn. He was always <laughs> disturbed about something. And when he had called together all the people's chief priests and teachers of the law, he asked them where the Messiah was to be born. He was threatened because he thought that this king was going to take his throne. Mm -hmm. In Bethlehem in Judea, they replied, for this is what the prophet has written. But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judea are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For out of you will come a ruler who will shepherd my people. So Herod, you know, he had to call the Magi secretly and found out from them the exact time the star had appeared. 
He sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search for the child, and as soon as you find him, report to me, so that I too may go and worship him. Did he really want to worship him, or was that a trick? After they heard the king, they went on their way, and the star they had seen when it rose went ahead of them until it stopped over the place where the child was. And when they saw the star, they were overjoyed. And on coming to the house, they saw the star with his mother Mary. They bowed down and they worshipped him. And they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to go back to Herod, they returned to their country by another route. Oh, Miss Evelyn, I love this time of year. There's so much to talk about. I can't wait to get into this program. But, Miss Evelyn, I know you're never sitting around. <laughs> what are you working on these days? What can our listeners look forward to? Well, you know, it's a busy time getting ready for Thanksgiving, and, yeah. and we're still, you know, in and out over the weekend doing that. But uh, it, one of the things that's been on my calendar, and we're going to talk about calendar today when we talk about the event calendar, uh, is uh preparing for not only Love Talk, but for the Good News Journal. And we are well into uh, the formatting for the 25th anniversary, Wow! which will be in January. Wow, 25th anniversary of the Good News Journal. Friends, the Good News Journal is a free magazine that can be found in how many locations, Miss Evelyn? Oh, we have lost locations, but we just say we're in 40 HEB stores and our circulation. Our circulation is 75,000. 75,000. And it's a, a little uh, newspaper, and it's filled with good news for your soul, Miss mm-hmm. Evelyn. 25 years, that's fantastic. Well, you know, we just celebrated in uh, in October uh 35 years of being here with Gene Bender, oh, wow. <laughs> not at the bridge. I was thinking one day, how many radio stations have we been together? I was with two without Gene. Oh, wow. And counting the ones with Gene, would you believe 80? I meant eight. Eight radio stations. Eight radio so six stations. with Gene. How about that? Now you're here at the bridge, and we've. this has been our home for a while, 35 years of Love Talk and 25 years of the Good News Journal. And, Miss Evelyn, you're thinking about uh, writing a new book, too. Well, yes, we are well into planning for um, next year uh, and for National Day of Prayer. Mm -hmm. And um, we just recently had our summit in Rogers, Arkansas, most beautiful place I've ever been in my life. Oh, wow. The, The trees were way above anything you'd see in the northwest or northeast. Uh, and we have some new goals. Um, he, Dr. Love Floyd, Dr. Ronnie Floyd, is our president. Uh, he took over the administration after Shirley and, and, um, and the other group. And he, um, he really struggled with last year. And our theme last year was unity, mm-hmm. bringing people, bringing churches, bringing organizations together to serve the Lord Jesus. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it was a great year with unity. We mm-hmm. we did a lot more things we've done in a long time. But this year, he said he prayed and prayed. He's been praying for six months what the theme should be. And so he asked himself a question. What is wrong in America, in our world? And he said it didn't take him long to answer. We do not know how to love. So our, our theme for next year is 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 unconditional love. Wow. You know? And it's it's gonna be exciting when we begin to put it out because um it will back up what we're gonna be talking about today, the advent, the adventure that we have when we come to the reality that the Lord Jesus has a plan for our life. And not only has he got a plan, but he's got the power for us to live it. And so we're, you know, it's, um, it'd be a year of learning better how to love one another. And that, and his goal and his measure is we love the way the Lord Jesus loves. Well, I can't wait for January, Miss Evelyn, as we start to talk here on Love Talk um, and wrap our shows around what that means to love and how to love. And it's so important um, because the Lord Jesus loves us in a way 
that is hard to understand mm-hmm. because it's unconditional. And, you know, here on earth as we walk around in our sinful bodies, sometimes that's hard to grasp. Well, today, friends, let's talk about Advent. You know, I've heard about Advent. I grew up in a Baptist church, Miss Evelyn, and we, best I can recall, we didn't have an Advent wreath and Advent candles. Did you in a Baptist church? Well, my my church now, I I still attend a Baptist church, members at a Baptist church, and we do have an Advent, at the Advent wreath now and candles. Later we did too as well. And so, uh, you know, I've never really, you know, as you know, people get up and they read the verses, you know, but I've never paid attention, I guess, specifically to what each candle was representing Mm -hmm. and the verses that are going along with that candle. And so it's really interesting to me how Advent is twofold. Mm -hmm. Right, Miss Evelyn? It is. It it does a number of things. (laughs) It helps us remember the joy of the the Lord Jesus, Mm -hmm. his birth, Mm -hmm. and the progression that he made in his father's plan to lead us to know the reality of the love that comes uh, through the life that he has and through the power of the Holy Spirit and the power power, and and I think the biggest thing that that happens in Advent is we 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 get geared for anticipation of mm-hmm. when he is going to come and we're doing that now not just in the first you know encounter we had with Jesus but with the the time that he will come again and so when when we look at it it's you know the anticipation of his returning is just a little bitty part of the whole big process the term um for the word um is the meaning of it? I'm trying to say is is coming, and that's what Advent means. It means an adventure or a special time, and it's it's He is coming. Is is the words that we put on all that? At, you know, at Christmas time, at Easter time. Absolutely. You know, yesterday I I was substituting at uh, Grace Academy up in Georgetown, and the kids there begin Latin classes in third grade. And so I just kind of did an informal more poll. You know, I had ninth, tenth, eleventh, and twelfth graders throughout the Ooh. day yesterday. They're fantastic. And so I just kind of asked them, guys, what does Advent mean? And they all said, well, it means coming because they know the Latin word, right? Yeah. Adventus <laughs> in Latin means coming. And so they all knew that it meant coming. And they could, they, most of them could tell me it was the coming of Christ as mm-hmm. well as anticipating the second coming of Christ. Well, friends, when we return from our break, we'll look at a little bit of the history of Advent as well as start to look at the, the four Sundays in Advent and what they're all about when we return to Love Talk right after this. Hello, friends, and welcome back to today's Christian Talk. You are listening to The Bridge, Austin, 1120 AM, as well as 101 FM. So great to have you right here with the love ladies, Miss Evelyn Davison, and I'm Coach Carrie Brinkader. What is Advent? Well, as Miss Evelyn says, it's an adventure. Let's look at the history of Advent. Advent comes from the Latin word adventus, which means coming. And in the fourth and fifth centuries, uh, I, I like the history of this, Miss Evelyn, I because, it, you know, it kind of puts things in perspective. So in the fourth and fifth centuries in Spain and Gaul, Advent was a season of, pre- of preparation for the baptism of new Christians. Mm-hmm. And this was done in January at the Feast of Epiphany. And the Feast of Epiphany celebrated Christ's birth his baptism, and his first miracle at Cana, which was turning the water into wine. And and so, basically, in the 4th and 5th centuries, there was this 40 days of prayer, fasting, repentance that would lead up to this Feast of Epiphany, where they got to baptize new Christians. What? That's amazing. Mm-hmm. And so just to look at the history of the, the, the fasting and the prayer that took place for 40 days. And originally there was very little connection between Advent and Christmas. 
Advent was this season leading up to Epiphany. Well, in the 6th century, Roman Christians started tying Advent to the coming of Christ. And not necessarily just Christ's first coming in the manger in Bethlehem, but his second coming in the clouds as he comes back to judge the world. Mm -hmm. So really, and then after the 6th century, then the Middle Ages were when Advent was just 100% explicitly linked to Christ coming at Christmas. Well, the time that we celebrate Christ coming, right, Mm -hmm. at Christmas time in December. So just a little disclaimer today, friends, as we take this journey to look at Advent, there's really no one definitive authoritative guide to Advent. Mm -hmm. Most churches follow kind of a general guide that we'll be discussing today, but each church will probably be a little bit different in their scripture readings and their discussion of Advent. But what's important, friends, Miss Evelyn, is that we unite around our desire to quiet our hearts, Mm -hmm. to quiet our minds, and worship Jesus. That's really what Advent is about. There's no right or wrong way to observe Advent as long as we are coming to God with a sincere and open heart. Mm -hmm. Now, Miss Evelyn, we have these kind of two elements of Advent, this remembrance of, uh, you know, Christ's birth And then this anticipation of this second coming. And you've linked these words a little bit differently. And I love how you've done this. Well, yeah, you know, one of the things that we do, we think as adults, uh, and, you know, by the time we get to be 87 years old, (laughs) we're supposed to be doing that. And so a lot of life for Christmas or for, uh, you know, the Advent, second Advent, is built around memories. What is it we remember most? What is what is it that made a difference in our life? And so remembrance is part of that. And we can think about all the good years we had and then a few years it was not good. But that's not the key to, to serving and to celebrating Advent. That comes with anticipation. Mm. What's anticipation? It's wanting something you don't have. And just to know, he is going to do it. When is he going to do it? I'm ex- I'm excited. I'm eager to do that. So the first two Sundays in Advent through December the 16th, we look forward to the second coming. Mm-hmm. Because he came first time. Mm-hmm. How did he come the first time? As a baby. As a baby. Mm-hmm. He comes back the second time as a victor. Yes. A victor. Not only a savior. But a victor. Mm -hmm. And so he gives us hope and he he gives us a promise. And as part of the the, mm, excitement of that is preparing for it and waiting. Whether you're talking about what we normally, you know, celebrate today during Advent season or we're talking about that second coming that the Advent Senate puts on the picture board. Mm -hmm. And so when you look at that, uh, you can come to realize that this is part of judgment you know it to be prepared for that you've got to have a personal relationship with jesus christ and let him take on the judgment of the things that you've done in in life that's because that's what the cross was that's what easter is mm-hmm. so as we look at it then the last two sundays in september the 17th 24 look far backward to remember his first coming and Christmas Eve and adoration. We mix those things together mm-hmm. because his first coming was celebrated by the common people. Yes. yes. With the camels, the stinking camels. And the donkeys ever... and the sheep. Yeah. 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 And, and you know, I, when I was preparing for this, I thought, okay, well, is that a little backwards? Wait a minute. The first two Sundays we celebrate, you know, the second coming, but then it makes more sense, right? As we get closer to the time that we celebrate Jesus's birth here, you know, in mm-hmm. the modern world, then the last, you know, the second two Sundays in December, we look at, okay, he came as a baby. Mm-hmm. And why did he have to come as a baby? And why why did all of that happen? And and so I I think this journey of Advent is just so neat. Well, it is because you know uh, 
think of all the years that God's people waited for Jesus to come. Mm-hmm. They had a long waiting time. And between the old covenant and the new covenant, which mm-hmm. is Jesus coming, God sent John the Baptist to prepare them for what's here. It's here. It's what you've been waiting for. You've been looking for. We're going to celebrate this. But between that time, under the kings and the priests, 300 years passed. And the law. Yes. Because they were living under law. Mm-hmm. And and the, and God let them see. The Father let them see. What you get was just law. So that's why... Advent is so important because it helps us prepare for what it is God's going to do as a picture of what he did for us when he went. Absolutely. Came as a baby. So, you know, typically as we celebrate in churches, uh, there's an Advent wreath. Now, funny story, one year our Advent wreath caught on fire at church. <laughs> and it's I had one year that the preacher came by and took it down. He didn't like it. Oh. Well, it, it had some black ribbon on it and oh, red and ribbon. Like okay. And he just didn't think that was a good enough picture. <laughs> uh, and well, I, you know, he said, okay, you know, we'll put it on the garage, on the mailbox or something. Oh, that's so funny. Well, I just remember it kind of went up in flames and, and uh, a sweet man at church ran up there and dumped his coffee or water mm-hmm. on it, whatever he had in his cup. Anyways, so um, typically... But that is a kind of excitement. <laughs> and adventure. Adventure, at definitely. Advent. <laughs> adventure at the Advent. Um, so typically there's four or five candles in the Advent wreath. There's four Sundays in December. And sometimes there's a fifth candle in the middle that is used on Christmas Eve if your church might have a Christmas Eve service. Mm-hmm. So a possible scripture for the first Sunday as we look forward to Christ's second coming and we look at hope and Mm. promise. Typically, the candle is purple and it's called either the prophecy candle or the promise candle or the hope candle. Because if you really think about those words, Miss Evelyn, promises are hopes for the future, right? Those prophecies were hopes. For the future. So purple, uh, typically a purple candle. Isaiah 9, chapter 2, verses 6, or excuse me, Isaiah chapter 9, verses 2, 6, and 7. The people walking in darkness have seen great light. On those living in the land of deep darkness, a light has dawned. For unto us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace, of the greatness of his government, and peace there will be no end. He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time on and forever. The zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this. Oh, Miss Evelyn, there's so much in these verses in Isaiah. This was a prophecy. This was a promise. We're talking here about a child, a son. The government will be on his shoulders. Wonderful counselor, mighty God. There will be no end to his government. Uh, What, Miss Evelyn, help us unpack this. What are these verses referring to and how is this a promise of hope? Well, under the old covenant God made with Abraham, he promised that he would make him the father of a great nation. Mm -hmm. And he did that. But through the years, uh, the Jewish people moved farther and farther and farther away from the promise that Jesus was coming. The Savior was coming. And they knew all, they knew from Abraham's teaching. They knew from David when he, he put him, the whole scenery of when he put his son on the altar. Uh, that was repeated with each generation. And in our, in our Jewish homes today, that's the advent mm. that they are expecting God to come forward with. But when you look at the Old Testament covenant, Old Testament covenant, and you look at 300 years, mm. there was no word from God yeah. because God spoke. That was the hope that God would speak and tell them where you are, what's going on, when's this going to end. Mm-hmm. It, that is the 
that is basically the lifestyle that we have in America today. Mm-hmm. You know, we anticipate the coming of the Lord Jesus. But in the meantime, what are we going to do? What are we doing? dear? We're not going to have 300 years. Right. What are we going to do? And so it is not just a matter of hope and faith, but it's a matter of thrill Mm -hmm. in knowing that he loves us that much. And so when we look at it, if we read in the book of Romans, he he makes us some promises. The first one is, and again, Isaiah says, the root of Jesse will spring up, one who will rise to rule over the nations in him. The Gentiles will hope. See, you've got two parties here. Mm-hmm. You've got the family of Jesus, which was Jesus' line. Mm-hmm. And now he, now he says not only for is he coming for us, but he's coming for the Gentiles. Absolutely. He's coming so for everyone. He, the one will rise up to rule over the nations. In him the Gentiles will hope. May the God of hope. And you know, that is such a wonderful term. I love that. Mm-hmm. The God may the... The God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. What does that mean? Well, I tell you what, Miss Evelyn, you know, the hope in Jesus is what we hang our hats on, right? That um, all of this, that him coming as a baby and the second coming, that's what we're looking forward to, to spending eternity with Jesus. So that's our first week, Miss Evelyn, is this hope, these promises. Friends, when we return to Love Talk, we'll get into weeks two, three, and four of Advent. What do those mean? We've just talked about this hope, these promises that go all the way back to Isaiah and his prophecy. What? Does week two have in store for us right after these messages? To today's Christian talk, you have found Love Talk. And friends, there is a reason why you are here today on this beautiful day listening to Coach Carrie and Miss Evelyn as we talk about Advent season. What is your adventure this season? Four weeks in Advent, friends. And our first week, we talked about the purple candle, the hope candle and how there was such hope in the coming of Jesus and the people of the time they just didn't know they didn't know when that was going to happen well Miss Evelyn week two is typically about preparation Mm -hmm. it's about waiting anticipation right it's about waiting and oh so much of the Christmas season especially if you have littles there at home or you have grandkids oh the waiting is just uh So almost unbearable sometimes. And for us adults, the preparation, you know, hanging the stockings and wrapping the presents. But they were talking about a different preparation and a different waiting. The second candle is also purple. It's called the Bethlehem candle. And it will be lit along with the first candle. And some typical verses for this, um, Isaiah 40 Again, here we go to Isaiah, Miss Evelyn, the Mm -hmm. prophecies, the prophet Isaiah, a voice of one calling in the wilderness, prepare the way for the Lord, make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Every valley shall be raised up, every mountain and hill made low. The rough ground shall become level, a rugged place, the rugged places, a plain, and the glory of the Lord will be revealed and all people We'll see it together. For the mouth of the Lord has spoken. And friends, if you go to the Gospel of Luke in the New Testament, as Luke is recounting his journey with Jesus, he quotes Isaiah in Luke 3, verses 4 through 6. He quotes these verses exactly mm-hmm. as he speaks of the coming of Christ. So, Miss Evelyn, again, you know, sometimes the Old Testament is hard to unpack and understand. There's a lot of symbolism here. Um, what does Isaiah mean here? And how, how did these verses help us to understand this preparation, this waiting? Well, it, it, the way he describes the journey is a desert highway. Yeah. To God. Yeah. And desert means you're thirsty, you're hungry, you're lonely, you're, you're sad, you're hot, you're, you're sick. Uh, 
And that's what life is. You know, even knowing the love of the Lord Jesus and having the experience of the power of the Holy Spirit in our life, we still are going to have those days mm-hmm. of waiting mm-hmm. and yearning for, for things to change. But, you know, when you're waiting, what are you waiting for? You're waiting for God to reveal himself. Yes in a way that you know how to lead or how to follow. And it it is the comforting words that come from him that that um gives us the hope and mercy. Uh if we if we really do lay down, lay down our lives down for that. You know, God kept his promises of a savior and it was a lot three hundred years silent, no word. Mm. No verbal word. Mm. And yet the people kept looking. Well, you know, these verses are are comforting to the people, I think, because, you know, if, if you look at this, it said every mountain. Now, Miss Evelyn, we all know it's hard to climb mountains, right? Yes. Every mountain and hill will be made low. Jesus is preparing a way. The rough ground shall become level. The rugged places will become a plain, which means it's going to be smooth. So the symbolism here is great, Miss Evelyn, that this Savior is going to prepare the no way. way, right? And he makes it, he, you know, he makes a way for us that all we have to do, Miss Evelyn, mm-hmm. is accept him. Absolutely. It's free. And so I think the symbolism, the symbolism here is great that, hey, I, I'm going to make it easy for you to accept me. Just just know that I am the king. I am the Lord of lords. Ask me to come into your life. That part is easy, Miss Evelyn. You well, know? And then after we accept Christ, he's not guaranteeing the road will be easy. The road to Jesus is easy. But the road after we accept Christ, it may not all be roses and, and, and you know, let's all hold hands and skip, right? That's not, He didn't promise that. But he promised the way to him was easy. Now, uh, and, uh, and and basically these verses are saying, hey, help us be ready. We want to welcome mm-hmm. you, Lord. Right? Anything else, Miss Evelyn, on the looking back there uh, on the Advent season? Well, you know, the, the preparation time for Jesus uh, to come, for the, you know, for his, uh, the first coming, mm-hmm. uh, came when the people had lost hope. Yeah. And when you compare that to where we are in America today, and you can't help but do that, there's not a lot of hope yeah. for for our government to be strong enough to do those things that government needs to do under the lordship of Christ. Mm. Mm-hmm. And so we've got just gone through this great election, and yet people are still unsettled. Mm-hmm. And the reason they're unsettled is they don't know what God can do, you know. What he does uh, is part of the plan Mm -hmm. that we know about, that he has written on our hearts. And that's what the scriptures say. But the thing, when you look at at a a nation like we have today, uh, that is just trembling with fear and and dissatisfaction, there's so many things that, you know, were brought out in this election. Mm -hmm. What are God's people doing? What about hope? What about the thrill of hope? Right. Well, and what about looking at the preparation and, and looking at, you know, the anticipation? Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's comforting, Miss Evelyn, to know. These words are comforting to know. And uh, you're right. Uh, uh, we're filled with such angst and, and anger at times. And over what? You know, yeah. a, a, a worldly life. Instead of looking to the heavens for our biblical life. So, oh goodness, weeks one and two are amazing as they help us look forward to the second coming of Christ, but also a little bit of looking back at the history and how that came about. So weeks three and four, Miss Evelyn, are so beautiful as well. We, we, we look backward to Christ's first coming with the virgin birth, joy, peace, love, Adoration, 
Week three of Advent is typically the candle of joy, which I, that's how I always describe Miss Evelyn. It's also called the shepherd candle, mm-hmm. which is fitting because uh, as as Jesus comes, he is our shepherd. And that's one of the names that we can call him. Typically, this candle is a pink color or a rose colored and Miss Evelyn, I didn't know this, but apparently in uh, some liturgical churches, Lutheran churches, Catholic churches, um, a priest might wear robe, the robe that is of rose color, not pink, rose color, mm-hmm. to symbolize this. Um, Joy in a season of penance. Rose can be worn to remind us that the season of preparation is coming to a close, and the celebration of Christ's birth is swiftly approaching. So I think that that's neat. I, I didn't understand the symbolism behind the rose-colored candle, but that's it. Jesus is coming soon, and he's going to be born in Bethlehem. Mm-hmm. So our verses for week three can be found in the Gospels, um, Matthew and Luke specifically. Matthew, when they saw the stars, this is Matthew 2, verse 10 and 11. When they saw the star, they were overjoyed. On coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary, and they bowed down and worshipped him. And then they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Of course, they're talking about the Magi, or sometimes we call them the wise men. Luke 2, verses 7 through 15 says, And she gave birth to her firstborn a son, and she wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger, because there were there was no guest room available for them. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Hey, don't be afraid. I bring you good news. Of great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you, and you will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. And then, Miss Evelyn, a a heavenly host of angels appeared. Can you imagine that? And they were singing glory to God. Mm -hmm. Glory to God in the highest and peace on earth. And when the angels left and gone in that, into the heavens, the shepherds said to each other, Hey, let's go to Bethlehem and see what has happened. Let's see this thing that the Lord has told us about. Now, why does the birth of Jesus bring such joy? And the shepherds' reaction is unbelievable, right? It's because God prepared their hearts and put them in a place in time that would fit his plan. Mm. He's yes. done that with you, Miss Carrie. A place in time mm. that will fit his plan for you. Think about that, listeners. Mm. You are at a place in time that Jesus has put just for you. Wow. Well, it is anticipation of the Advent and knowing that. Um, the second coming is following the first coming. But you know what? Some of the most exciting days we have in our life is when we first come to the realization that we are loved by the, by the God of this universe, mm-hmm. by Jesus Christ. That he paid, he bought it with everything he had and left it that we might come to know the reality of the love and the hope and the joy that is for us. You know, as you said earlier, Miss Evelyn, this Advent season is an adventure, and this was the beginning Mm -hmm. of a grand adventure um, for all of us who believe that Jesus came as a baby, grew up as a man, fully God and fully man, and took the penalty for our sin on the cross. I mean, this is where it all began, this love, this this joy, Miss Evelyn, and this is the joy candle. Mm-hmm. Um, as we look at this time of year and taking time to stop, to pause, and praise mm-hmm. this Advent season. Friends, um, the first two candles are purple, and they're looking ahead to the second coming. This one is pink, looking at the joy mm-hmm. of the season. We have one week of Advent left to unpack today as we talk about this Advent season, week four of love and adoration 
right here on Love Talk, right after these messages. Hello, friends. Welcome back to today's Christian Talk and the Love Ladies here on Love Talk. What a beautiful, beautiful adventure we have been on today as we talk about Advent. Four candles in the Advent wreath, and the fourth candle is also purple. Um, they're all lit on this on the fourth week of Advent, and it's the angel candle or the candle of love. Probably Miss Evelyn's favorite. Uh, John three sixteen through eighteen. For God so loved the world that He gave His only Son, and that whoever believes in Him shall not perish. But have eternal life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. Whoever believes in him is not condemned, but whoever does not believe stands condemned already. Because they have not believed in the name of God's one and only son. Now, Miss Evelyn, the angels announced some good news, and then we have this verse that whoever believes shall not perish mm-hmm. but have eternal life. Some churchy terms in there, shall not perish but have eternal life. What does that mean? Well, it means that prior to the coming of the Lord Jesus uh, into the ministry, you know, he had a life with his family, and there was a specific time that God called him to begin to be a voice of love for a world that knew nothing about joy and hope and goodness and kindness. And so Mm -hmm. what happened is uh, Jesus came and presented himself as the love plan for individuals, not for each of us. He has a love plan for you, Carrie, for your Mm -hmm. children. He has one for me, for my children, my great-grandchildren. He doesn't, uh, it's not a matter of of just getting... uh, a star on your crown or, or doing a an advent wreath, mm-hmm. but it's a matter of relationship. Yes. And just as he came and revealed himself to each one of these we've talked about, he's doing the same thing today. And so that fifth candle is really important. The fifth candle is important, Miss Evelyn, and it's in the middle for a reason. Uh, the fifth candle in the middle of the advent wreath is for adoration. And many times this candle will be lit on Christmas Eve at a Christmas Eve service. John 1.14, the word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. John 1.29, the next day John saw Jesus coming toward him and said, Look, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Mm-hmm. Again, Miss Evelyn, for our listening friends who may not know Jesus and this is new to them, I think something something that's very important to understand is that Jesus' birth, his birth, was specifically for his death. But his death was for our birth. Yes. Oh, my goodness. So we have the word became flesh, dwelt among us, lamb of God, and his death. Death became our birth. Mm-hmm. Uh, what what does word became flesh and lamb of God mean, Miss Evelyn? Well, flesh was, you know, he had appeared uh, in many different forms. He appeared to just Moses in the fire. You know, yeah. he revealed himself so many ways. But the difference after he came and paid the price of love for us is that we now have the connection of the Holy Spirit. So it's not we're looking at a dead body, and it's hard to say this, but we're looking at the life that God represents a life for each one of us Mm -hmm. if we come to know him in a real way. And so when we look at this this adoration candle, it means it's worship, it's joy, it's thanksgiving, it's, uh, it's all those things that help us fully live the Christian life. If we just got up every morning and counted all of our problems and never asked God to help, we would be disabled. We would. You know, we would have no effect whatsoever mm-hmm. on the lives of others. And that's not God's plan for us. His plan for us is that he was a lamb of God like uh, when Abraham was getting ready to punch the knife. God stopped him. 
because he had a better lamb coming. And, of course, that we know that to be Jesus. Jesus gave his life as a man, as a human being, to give us the entryway to heaven. That's what he said. Apart from the shedding of blood, there's no remission of sin. None. There's shedding of blood. And that's the blood of the Lord Jesus. Thank goodness Jesus did that for us. And I love the symbolism here of that white candle you know, the pure Jesus in the middle of that wreath, which is exactly where he should be in our lives, Miss Evelyn, right in the middle of it. Um, you know, not beneath it, uh, just right there, smack dab in the middle. Well, I love that we have talked about all of these candles. It sure has helped me to understand more about the Advent season. But these Advent calendars, they're everywhere, Miss Evelyn, and they're so fun. I, I would encourage you to, to get an Advent calendar that has Bible verses in it mm-hmm. um, or to make your own. I mean, there's no right or wrong way to do an Advent calendar. But remember to bring everything back to the worship of our Lord Jesus Christ. Um, I remember when my kids were little, I made a an Advent calendar, and it was more like this Advent treasure trove. I don't know. It was a, a big box, and yeah. they got to have fun with it. They got to kind of punch out the days, and they would punch out this little circle, and they would reach inside, and there would be candy or a little toy in there, um, along with a Bible verse that we read for that day, um, pointing us to Jesus' birth, um, the, the coming of, of Jesus. And so it was a lot of fun. You know, there's a lot of Advent calendars out there that um, are non-spiritual, and they're fun, mm-hmm. and they're fun to have, you know, like string your lights up and, um, uh, I don't know, decorate the Christmas tree, make some cookies today. All of that stuff is great, guys. It, it, it's fantastic. I'd encourage you, though, to pair a Bible verse with it as we get ready for this Advent season. I, I like the little flappy ones, Miss Evelyn. Did you ever do an Advent calendar with your kids or your grandkids? No, I didn't. I didn't really. I had never seen an Advent calendar until we moved to Austin. Uh-huh. And uh, when I saw one, I saw it for adults. I didn't see it for kids. <laughs> it was, I needed something. I, it, was, it just met a need in my life. Yeah. And when you look at, it's not the elements of this. It's the same way with baptism or, or any of the, the thing, the ordinances that we do in church. But it is a representation of the hope and the health. And the joy that can come from the Lord Jesus when he walk, when we walk with him and we talk with him. And that's part of what he does is when we read the scripture, what's happening? He's talking to us. Mm-hmm. Verbally, he is talking to us. Spiritually, he's talking to us. And when we read it and we study, well, then we, we have the power of God's Holy Spirit to be an instrument in the hands of the Lord Jesus to bring health and happiness and joy, and those things that represent the the Christmas life. That's why he came, that we might have life and have it abundant. Absolutely. And, you know, just to go back to our disclaimer at the beginning, Miss Evelyn, there's no, you know, one definitive authoritative guide to Advent. You know, this uh, this program was put together to kind of show us um, what. But, you know, as a general guideline of what most churches do today, you know, your church may celebrate Advent differently, and that's okay, mm-hmm. right? That's okay. Each church will probably have a little bit different scripture reading. Some of these are very traditional scripture readings, and um, some churches just have the New Testament in their scripture readings. And, again, that's okay, too, as long as we're uniting around the desire to quiet our hearts and worship Jesus. Well, you know, there's just some things we do, different things we can do to that. We we can get a journal and write a love note to him every day. Yeah. It should be a, a realm in which we come to realize how important it is that we stay connected, we stay positive, and we thanks give thanksgiving for the life that we have that's Thanksgiving brings thanks living. And so that's the exciting part. That is the exciting part. It's so close to Christmas that, you know, you just can't help but have a little heart change. Well, so true. And, you know, my prayer is that this Advent season for you will be a great adventure in 
learning about how Jesus can radically change your life. You know, the promise for Israel and the promise for the church is Jesus Christ. He has come and he will come again. Mm -hmm. This is the essence of Advent. Friends, if you don't even have a clue as to what we're talking about today, I would encourage you to to just think about the ABCs. A, admit that you are a sinner. Romans 3.23, for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Friends, we're all there. We're all sinners every single day. But Jesus paid the price for us. Admit that we're a sinner. B, believe that Jesus Christ is God's son. That he died on the cross and rose again on the third day to offer us the free gift of salvation. As we said before, you know, Jesus' life, his death brought us life. I just, I just think that's so profound as we look at it like that way. His birth was for his death, but his death was for our mm. birth. John three sixteen. God so loved the world that he gave his only son. That whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. And then see, friends, confess your faith in Jesus Christ. Romans 10, 9 and 10 says, all you have to do is declare it with your mouth. Mm -hmm. That Jesus is Lord and believe it in your heart that God was raised from the dead and you will be saved. He made it easy, friends. He made it the ABCs. Admit that we're a sinner. Believe that Jesus is God's son and confess it with our mouths. What a precious gift God has given us. I pray that this Advent season you will come to know Jesus in a deeper, more meaningful way. And this, that this Advent season will bring you closer to Jesus Christ. I encourage you to find a local church this weekend. They'll be preparing for the Advent season as we look forward to December. You can always find the Love Ladies on the lovetalknetwork.com. You can find past shows there and listen to our archived shows with our good friend Kathy Enderbrock as well as Miss Evelyn Davison and myself. You can find us on Facebook and you can always call us on the Love Line 512-249-6535. If you need a Bible, we'd be happy to send you one. Find a local church this weekend that preaches the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. For my good friend, Miss Evelyn Davison, I'm Coach Carrie Brinkater. Have a grand adventure during this Advent season.